Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us here on this Friday evening. Be sure and stay with us throughout the entire show tonight. Coming up in the next segment, we just got a clip from a woman uh, and her young daughter, very upset about wearing masks. Um, hard to hear. Hard to hear, but we just want to play it for tonight just to see how some people are reacting to what's going on out there. And again, we always talk about follow the data. What's the impact on the young ones? We played the clip for you last night from the CDC director saying, hey, one of the safest places your kids can be right now is in school, is in school. Now, he didn't get into the mask part, but I just want to play it for you tonight, so stick around. Now, speaking of COVID, earlier today, uh, North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum held his COVID press conference. Um, there's some good news, and then there's some not so good news coming out of the press conference and a lot of just very interesting stuff taking place some good questions today from reporters so again tonight we're going to give you the most important things you need to know from today's press conference uh just because it's friday you know what i love you you love me we're going to start with the good news tonight we'll save the bad news for this next piece here but here's the good news and you can see this graphic this is the actual 14-day rolling positivity rate. Now, why is this good news? It's a high number. That's not the good news. It's a high number. But the good news is you can see there at the top is it's flattening. How many times have we heard about, hey, we need to flatten the curve. And so you can see here that the curve is actually flattening. So our prayers go out to the nurses, the hospitals. Hopefully this will begin at least to take some stress off our fantastic healthcare workers, the hospital beds, and everyone else right now that really, we all know we've got COVID fatigue. So hopefully we'll see some things turn around here in North Dakota from that. So there's some good news, and this is a data point that you and I have been talking about for quite some time now on North Dakota. One of the most important data points, in my opinion, obviously, is, is the death rate per capita, and, uh, and of course, just the overall deaths. Anytime we lose somebody with COVID, due to COVID, you know, it's a very, very sad situation. So today, Governor Burgum addressed that, and I want you to listen closely to this because he talks about how many people we lost in the first four months of this fight against COVID and how many we lost in the last seven days. It took us uh, <clears throat> over four months, 135 days from March uh, 11th when we had our first case to August 8th to reach 111 cases of, or 111 fatalities. We've had 111 fatalities in North Dakota in the last seven days. I heard that today and just mm, hit me in the heart. In the first four months, it took us four months to lose 111 people due to COVID or with COVID. Now, just in the last seven days, we hit that same number. I think that's obviously why you see Governor Burgum instituting some of the mitigating things that he's done regarding the mask mandate and some of the changes he's made there. More on that than a moment. But speaking of mass, and we all know that has been the hot topic in this complete dialogue, but I want to share with you, I'm sure you saw the news where the CEO of Sanford, Mr. Krabenhoff, um, says, hey, I was COVID positive. Now that I'm COVID positive, based on the data, I'm basically immune to this. I can't catch it, so I will not be wearing a mask. I think that a lot of people go, wait, what? The, the, the CEO of Sanford said, because now I've had COVID, I'm not going to wear a mask. Well, Governor Bergen was asked about this today. I want to play the clip for you. Listen closely, please. And I actually want to share with you what was in the email that was sent from Mr. Kravenhoff to Sanford employees. And you tell me if these things line up. So first, here's Governor Burgum earlier today. Kelby's uh, sent a two-page letter to all the staff. I had a chance to see it just before I came down to the conference today. Uh, and I think it's important for anyone to read that entire letter. Uh, and in that letter, he talks about the importance of wearing masks, uh, which uh, certainly is something we've been talking about all along. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> any uh, uh, 
personal decisions that he's making, those are his personal decisions, but I think it's clear from the letter that, that uh, Sanford believes in masks and we're grateful for all the work that Sanford's doing here in North Dakota to help expand capacity. That's a tough question for Governor Burke because he just saw it. You're talking about the CEO of Sanford. You, know, you got to kind of dance between the raindrops there. And Governor Burke did a nice job because when you actually read the letter, yes, uh, Mr. Krabinoff comes out, you know, as a proponent of masks. But, but let me just read this to you and you can take your own point of view on it. But here's what he said. And just bear with me here because I know we don't have a graphic, but just I'll read this and, and you can make your own choices. In his letter, he says, Mass have been a symbolic issue that frankly frustrates me, Mr. Kravinoff says. Many of you know that I'm an old scrub technician from my youth. For 40 years, I know extremely well the purpose of mask and infectious control, <clears throat> excuse me, and the security of the operating room relative to managing infectious protocols there and on the floors in contagious and dangerous infectious situations. The on-again, off-again, quote-unquote, behavior of mask use by the general population violates every notion of serious infectious management that I was trained to adhere. Some of this is absurd. Mr. Kravinoff said, hey, some of what's going on here is, is absurd, folks. How many times have you and I talked about that on this show? The CEO of Sanford, okay? On the other hand, so he, he knows, hey, I gotta, I gotta be fair. I'm gonna give you the science, and I gotta also understand that there's a lot of people that uh, have had other science regarding this. On the other hand, for people who have not contacted the virus and may acquire it and then spread it, it is important for them to know that masks are just plain smart to use and in their best interest. So that, that was a fairly strong statement. Now, but here's what I like. Mr. Kravinov at one point gets into, hey, I've had the virus, and, and I think this was really good news. I've had the virus. What does that mean to me and others that, that have had it like me? The information, science, truth, advice, and growing evidence is that I am immune for at least seven months and perhaps for years to come, similar to that of chickenpox, measles, etc. For me to wear a mask defies the efficacy and purpose of a mask and sends an untruthful message that I am susceptible to infection or could transmit it. I've got no interest in using masks as a symbolic gesture when I consider that my actions support our family and leave zero doubt of the support. He goes on to talk about it. it's so important right now. And again, we've said to you here on Point of View, we, we are fighting for the truth for you. Does that mean we're perfect? Absolutely not. We're doing the best we can. It's me and producer Anna pretty much doing the research for this show. So we're doing the best we can. But I, what I respect about what Mr. Kravinoff says here, this is a very serious issue, right? And we're doing everything we can to go based on the science, based on the truth we have up to this point. And that's the information we want to disseminate. We're going to get caught in the politics of the situation. So if you haven't read the letter, I just would encourage you to do so because I thought he did a really, really uh, nice job. All right, over the last few days, as you know, because there's been such a a pull, if you will, on our, our nurses, our healthcare workers, hospital beds. In fact, there was a, a, one of the questions today at the presser where someone said, hey, the, the Nurses Association earlier today um, did a Zoom call and some said they may start to walk off the job just because it's such tough working conditions. We told you last night we've got some more nurses coming in from the Air Force. But one of the things that I've been bringing up the past few days is that remember in April, they had a bunch of beds in the Fargo Dome. I think the guard was helping to support there, the city, whatever. But the question I brought up to you, so if we put a bunch of beds in the Fargo Dome, who, who makes the money, right? I don't know the answer to that, but I think it's a good question. So today, Governor Bergen was asked, why are we not going back to putting more beds in the Fargo Dome? Here's what Governor Bergen had to say. 
There was a data-driven decision about the modeling on uh, increased infections that drive hospitalization. Hospitalizations reach capacity, and it's not about it's not about adding cots in the Fargo Dome. You can put as many in there as you want, or over here at St. Mary's. We don't have we don't have healthcare staff. So he's saying we don't have the staff. Again, I said last earlier this week, I should say, my days are running together. I'm not a hospital administrator. My brain sees a bunch of beds in one place. I've got to imagine. And again, I'm not talking all COVID people. I mean, you're talking to some of the less severe people being at the Fargo Dome just to open up some beds in the hospital. But if you've got all these people in one place, I would presume you could have less nurses per capita. But again, I'm not a hospital administrator, so we'll see how that bears out. Now, <laughs> A reporter asked this question, and I, I think it's a great question because we ask a lot of these kind of questions here on the show. But someone said, hey, look, what's going on? You guys made all these changes recently trying to, to change the mitigation situation here in North Dakota. And yet people can go out to bars, but you're strongly encouraged not to go over to a friend's house for Thanksgiving. Here's how the response went down. Uh, doctors have repeatedly told us not to go home to see family for Thanksgiving. Uh, however, the governor and doctors have said it's okay to go to the bar or restaurant. Is there a difference between those two activities? I would say this. Um, I think this is a, is a different issue in the sense of trying to balance um, you know the economic needs which all of us need and we we healthcare is a big part of it too and um and and what we also know can happen in um super spreader kind of situations and then what i mean by that is i'll take my daughter i have a da two daughters that are 18 and one's 24. there as the governor has mentioned and the stats show out just not in north dakota but nationally um, these are the highest risk and the difference um, on that in the sense that they can be asymptomatic meaning they don't have the classic things like fever cough the thing we all know loss of smell loss of taste they can have none of that and uh, my 93 year old dad can be sitting next to it it's not equal so that's the issue and as you get bigger one we've all read about families that are together and they lose tremendous amounts that's the issue that the that um, the risk is is heightened at that point. So be North Dakota smart, as Governor Bergen would say, as you go throughout your holidays. We definitely don't want to see a big push two weeks after Thanksgiving, because then you're going to get into the high school sports situation that we've just tried to work with the hospital beds, the nurses. I mean, there's a myriad of things to look at two weeks past Thanksgiving. Now, you just heard the, the doctor there mention about that younger demographic. All right, the younger demographic is testing at a very, very high rate right now. I'm sure you've heard that. Many people are hearing that. In fact, Governor Burgum broke down some numbers. I'm going to play the clip for you in a moment. But here's, um, and again, I don't want to speculate in tonight's show. I just want to share some data with you and then share some other information with you. And, and you can surmise your own assessment of the situation. But somebody sent me a Facebook message recently talking about a lot of people are now donating plasma. Well, what was interesting until just now, because we called this week, is that up until this week, if you were COVID positive and had recovered and wouldn't go donate plasma, you could be knocking down roughly 1600 bucks a month donating COVID plasma. Now, if you're in your early 20s, right, and you're in service industry and a lot of things are shut down and you can go sit somewhere a couple times a week and knock down 1600 bucks a month, that's a pretty good gig. Where if you're non-COVID donating plasma, 
it's not as much. I don't remember what the exact numbers were, but it wasn't 1600 bucks a month. So here's Governor Burgum addressing um, the numbers and the younger demographic. And now I know there's a misperception that young people sort of, quote, don't get COVID, uh, but I wanted to throw out ahead of Thanksgiving a couple of uh, data points. Uh, we've had more cases just among 20 to 29-year-olds in North Dakota since the pandemic began, Fifth, you know, 15,637 to be exact through today of cases between 20 and 29-year-olds than we do in the combined categories of those over 60, over 70, and 80 and over, which it totals uh, 14,000 for those age groups. So those are some pretty stunning numbers. I mean, in that demographic, some very stunning numbers. Now, again, I don't want to speculate here tonight. We did try to follow up based on, the, as you can tell, I'm speaking in code, right? Because I don't want to speculate. But we tried to follow up on some of the information that we got. A person uh, said denied what was being referenced in this Facebook message. And I apologize for speaking in code, but I just sort of need to because I want you to think but I also don't want to speculate here and give you bad information. But based on what I just shared with you, you paid for plasma if you've been COVID positive. Is there a link there? Let me put it that way. Is there any kind of link as to why we're seeing such a rapid increase in that younger demographic? We're going to continue to investigate that. When we get some certainty around it, we'll let you know. If anybody out there knows what I'm referring to or suggesting, please um, email into the show or text us or Facebook message us because we'd like to visit with you. Let's just put it that way. All right, we always talk about follow the data. How often have you heard Governor Tim Wall stand up there, say, we need, we're gonna follow the science, right? In fact, yesterday, I had a bunch of people from the healthcare system going, look, if you wanna talk about this conversation, you need to be here and talk about it with these people because they're in the healthcare industry and they know what's talking about. They understand the science and that's what we're gonna do is we're gonna follow the science, <laughs> okay? How many of you would agree that if you go out and you work out, you're probably going to improve your immune system. For a majority of us, you know, by working out, doing things, that is actually going to improve your immune system, which is a good thing when you're dealing with a virus. Well, check this out. Tom Hauser down in Minneapolis tweeted this out today, and I want to share this with you because you tell me if this follows the science. <laughs> Governor Walls admits closing health clubs, which we talked about this week, is counterintuitive when it comes to mental and physical health during the pandemic, but he says because people are breathing hard, while exercising, they can spread COVID. Although the Minnesota Department of Health st stats show relatively few outbreaks and cases in gyms. We've been saying all week, I think the thing that most of us are struggling with, the reason that you and I have got COVID fatigue is because so much of this seems at least, and when I read that tweet, seems at least to be arbitrary. Like, oh yeah, we'll just go get rid of the gyms. The data doesn't show that we should, but let's just do it. It'll make us feel good, like we're doing something. And that's tough for people. We all know, who, you know, we like to work out, you wanna to go to the gym. So we'd love to know your point of view. Uh, please share it with us. And again, when we come back, we've got some great voicemails, but I also wanna play this clip of this uh, young person that was sent to us. Uh, and she was having some challenges with wearing a mask. It's, it's hard to listen to. We just wanna play it for you so you're aware. You can email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. We'll be right back. 